Kendrick, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing. On all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash off is the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Bait them. Fish. What is up, Fantasyland? Welcome to the district. We are back where winners come to hang. And if you're listening or watching right now, pat yourself on the back because you did good. You did good. Tonight, you are going to learn how to crush your dynasty startup drafts. And I mean crush. I mean, we brought in the best tonight. It's that time of year. The drafts, startup drafts are just popping wherever you play your leagues. Hopefully, you're on the FFPC with Dan and I. Uh, we got uh, one tonight that's actually on the MFL as well that we're going to dive into. Dan, it's always a pleasure to join you on the weekly. An honor to talk fantasy with you, my friend. How are you today? I am doing well. It's uh, I'm, I'm happy to just sit down in front of the computer, actually, for a little while today. <laughs> it's been one of those runaround days, so... Uh, as you can tell from the the fantastic flow, I've been running in and out of the ring too. So <laughs> I figured I would just treat all you guys to just you know the, the magnificence of uh, you know the the unkempt Dan. So I love it. I love it. The perm look. He's bringing back the old school. I love it. Yes, trial, yep. as they call it in in showbiz. But uh, yeah. look, man, we uh, tonight is a special show. It's it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, we we do one of these, at least one of these, uh, during the the off field season, as as we like to call it. And you and I are actually co-owning a bunch of teams right now, a handful, anyways, of, mm-hmm. of, of teams. And we, I feel, anyways, I feel like we're getting better and better at this co-owning thing. You know, the dynamics of making the picks. The discussions we have, just the rosters that we're building, I feel every time we get into one of these, they, they're getting better and better. So, I mean, maybe we'd even do a show on that later on this offseason, co-owning and, and how this dynamic has worked with us. But, um, I mean, tonight we're talking startups. We're going to use two that you and I and one of our guests are in, and we actually brought kind of a, a, an arbitrator, you know, a, a, maybe we can call them. They, these guys have both been on the show uh, many times now, two of our favorite guests and two of our favorite guys in fantasy. Like they're on here for reasons, guys. So first of all, we'll invite back our boy, the myth, the legend, as I called him uh, when he came on earlier, Mr. Jordan McNamara. Welcome back to the district, brother. Well, I'm real. Uh, there's no myth here. I'm real. So um, <laughs> you guys don't have to worry about me. So I, I exist. So nice. thanks for having me back, guys. I love being here. 
Yeah, man. Always a blast to have you. Uh, you, you know, for those who don't, I, I doubt anyone's listening right now in in the in the beginning of April and don't uh, follow Jordan. But if you aren't, follow him at McNamara Dynasty, author of uh, the Analytics of Dynasty, football guys podcast, which I was uh, actually watching you last night on there with Chad. You guys had a, a great discussion on, uh, you know, some of the, even some of the players that we, we might touch on tonight. So go check that out on YouTube, subscribe to Jordan's show out there, uh, the football guys. And one thing we're going to talk about a bit more in detail later is, and I was telling you uh, in the DMs earlier, Jordan, your site is awesome, man. Like I, I kind of had a, a bit more time to, to take a look at it and, and we're going to have a, an announcement later on little partnership that we're doing with part of your site. And I just want to say, man, I'm impressed, dude. Like that thing is no joke. And and if you're listening right now, make sure you go check out, maybe Jordan can give the the website because my, my page is a little covered here, but just remind the people of the site and uh, maybe give them a, a quick Coles notes on what they can find there. Yeah, it's analyticsofdynasty.com. So I'm doing Dynasty Daily Podcast. So I do a podcast every day uh, on on Dynasty on a different Dynasty topic, covering a lot of rookie drafts right now. I was actually just recording a dra- uh, a trade show uh, pre this show, so that'll come out tomorrow as well. Um, and I have, you know, I think what you're referring to as well is is some of the the real draft position data, which is actually tracking real drafts, and we're able to see player movements, player valuations. Uh, much quicker movements, you know, this, in this time of year, right, this isn't new and these, these player valuations move, you know, we've seen with Tyreek Hill, we've seen with Ezekiel Elliott. Now we're seeing with, uh, with Deshaun Watson, right? These off season movements in player value are really important to know how they're moving. Uh, and whether you want to be on the sell side, the buy side of it, uh, whether you're looking for value in startup drafts or in the trade market, right? Knowing where the, where the price is moving before the next ADP comes out, incredibly valuable. Uh, so we have drafts that are constantly, we're constantly tracking drafts. We've got a, we've got a web app up so you can go in, search whoever you're looking for. You can look in different time spans uh, and, and yeah, look at all that. And plus we have a, we have a trade finder, right? So you can go in, look at, we've got over 6,000 MFL leagues that we pull uh, trades from and are, you know, you can constantly go in there and search. You can search, um, you know, there's, there's no place that has more trades than we do. Uh, are more leagues crazy. covered than we do in terms of their in terms about. of the trades, and uh, and the best part about it, you can search specific players. Um, you can search multiple specific players. So you can search players that you can search trades that involve multiple players, right? So you can search, hey, what what trades have been out there for, uh, you know, quarterback one versus quarterback two, right? Or a Deshaun Watson trades involving Deshaun Watson and. Um, uh, you know, Dak Prescott, something like that. You can go out and look at all those. You can look at rookie picks. You can look at all those values. Uh, it's constantly updating. So, and we're constantly making uh, new improvements to it as well. I was just talking today with my uh, with my developer, and we're just talking about an improvement we're going to make. So it's going to even look even better, I think, here in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, all that stuff it's up there. And listen, if you're making an investment in a dynasty. Right. Make an investment and make an investment in the best information. And that's what we're trying to do. And that's what we're looking to to sort of set up for folks that, that subscribe and are, are looking to constantly try and get an edge. Right. That's kind of what we're looking to provide with this this constantly moving market data. Yeah, it's awesome. And I've got I had it on the screen there just to give people an idea. I looked up a couple of trades today and I was telling you it, it's impressive the amount of uh, of trades that you have on there. So Jordan, we'll we'll get back into that a bit later on. Uh, our our fourth guest tonight, you've seen him on here often. 
he just keeps bringing the goodness to the district. Theo, welcome back to the district, brother. What's going on, guys? Happy to be here. I forgot the audience for Jordan, but uh, he'll forgive me. So, uh, Theo, man, I, I, you know, I was thinking earlier, you and I have become really close quickly and uh, in the DMs and, you know, we're in a bunch of leagues together that I forget how much goodness you bring to Fantasyland. So just remind people where and, and you know, what it is they can find because, dude, you're dropping some serious bombs out there and, and with some pretty recognizable names as well. So you can find me on Twitter at the OG Fantasy, um, and then you can find my writing on uh, uh, Breakout Finder and Player Profiler. I'm going to be doing the uh, waiver wire article on Player Profiler this year. A couple of the team previews, um, which I'm really excited about, some good stuff. And um, you can find me on the Goat District often. So I uh, uh, look for me in Twitter streets, and then in uh, FFPC and NFFC, I'm usually Team Greminger, so it's easy to find me. So tonight we, like I said, we're going to use a couple drafts that the three of us are in. Jordan's going to kind of be, you know, the, the voice of reason, the, 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 the judgment, the judgment guy, you know, he's got a bunch of, of hats that he's going to, he's going to be wearing tonight. We'll, we'll pepper him with some questions as well uh, on the strategy side. But before we get into the details, guys, as we normally do here in the market, taking kind of a, a macro look at, you know, going into these startups there you know as we go in whether we think we are not we're you know you're you're a type of owner when you go into these some guys like to win now some people like to you know kind of what is it the progressive struggle as some people call it um some people are super active uh, dan as we're seeing in theo in this dynasty depot uh masters draft that we're in with a bunch of sharks on F on the ffpc um, even the money league, Dan, with, uh, you know, our, our, the, the goats in the goat leagues, um, this, this last league high stakes league that we've added, um, a lot of action going on during the draft. So I'll go to you first, Theo, we brought you in a little later, so uh, we'll get, get you on the airwaves a little sooner here, but what kind of player are you? I got to say, the reason I want you on tonight is we've done some drafts together and you always have one of my favorite rosters when, when I look at it, you know, once the draft's done, not to, not to, uh, what's, what's the, Dan, what's this blow smoke? Is that the, yes, blow, that's blow. Like for? all right. <laughs> blow, blow and smoke up a particular orifice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, seriously, feels a real deal, man. He's, he's got like a gajillion uh, rosters that he's, you know, purchased off dynasty depot and he's in the FFPC, but He's really good at drafted. Let the people know what kind of owner are you? What are some things uh, that you're considering going in strategy-wise? So I think you can you can kind of gauge your league mates. Um, I've done the productive. Uh, I think it, at times it makes sense to um, you know collect those future first rounders and build a nice young team. But I know like when we're in the Stacy Depot draft, the Masters League, um, you've got half the league trying to get those tw uh, 20 22 first it seems and it ended up being one owner who traded for like eight of them so i don't mind um moving up and trying to get a win now team i think that's a fun way to do it um you know i have respect for the the h apexes and um but i think at the end of the day i want to win this league um so my goal with this draft was to try to get three picks in the top 20. i ended up getting three picks in the top 24 and ended up really liking my my start um so I, I i can go both ways i think there's different ways to skin a cat in dynasty 
and you gotta, you gotta kind of just stick to your guns when to start it. Um, but I, I generally like a win now approach um, mixed in with some younger guys, but I'm not afraid of the productive struggle. I think it's also a great way to win. So I can go both ways when it comes to um, my team bills. Jordan, we're in Trade Addicts Five together. I I think it's safe to say you're you're more on the progressive struggle side of things. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that kind of your your approach going um, into it, or is it just a matter of accumulating value where you find find that that's falling? What's what's your general approach going into startup? Um, uh, that my my life has changed since that startup draft. Um. I, I think each year is different. Uh, one of the lessons that I've learned specifically from that draft, that is one of the drafts that that offseason was was a big change in the way that I played. Uh, you look at that, I think that draft started in February. Um, and you look at the, the trades that I did as I was sort of researching analytics of Dynasty, that would have been the 2020 edition. That was a big Superflex edition. I drastically changed how I played Superflex leagues. Um, and that is an example of, of one of the leagues. Why, um, you know, I passed on Aaron Rodgers in that league for, for Baker Mayfield. And we were talking about Baker before the show. That was a mistake. Um, it's absolutely a mistake, uh, by, by basically any measure, uh, it was a mistake. Uh, and so there was key mistakes that I made in that draft, um, Dak Prescott later. I mean, uh, there are certain things that happened in that draft that I just can't quite, um, forgive myself for, uh, and, and I'm still paying for. So, uh, I, I think each year is different. Generally speaking, I think the idea of trading down and getting future assets is is historically a good strategy. Um, this year, I've found myself actually, for the first time in my dynasty career, I traded up to take multiple uh, shots in the first round. Um, I took Dak Prescott. I drew 102 in a startup draft. I took Dak Prescott. And then uh, I traded up to 104 and took Deshaun Watson. So if you have Deshaun Watson, you can thank me for jinxing you. Um, <laughs> you know, that was, that was right before all the, all the bad stuff happened. So, uh, but I, I think this year, uh, and as we sort of go further and further, it was always a value to trade down. Um, I think it's becoming everyone's sort of doing that now. And I think there's actually value in being on the opposite side of that, particularly if you don't have to get future picks. That's a big thing. And the way that the board sets up this year, I do think the the option to move up and trade, to be very particular about what you're going to do, but the option to actually move up and trade, like the penalty that I paid, I basically had to move from the third to the seventh round. I paid no price for that. Essentially, I paid no price uh, to the, move from the second the sandwich, to the first. The sandwich trade? Yeah, I traded... Whatever, uh, so I had one oh, I had one oh two, so I traded two eleven and three oh two for uh, uh one oh four and seven oh four, I think something like that. Yeah. Um, like I called sandwich because you got you know the bread on the outsides and then yeah. the, the meat in the middle there. Yeah, and and honestly, it's it's you know take your bakery reference, but that that bottom piece, <laughs> there's no difference, right? It's it's that's totally a, a very very fresh piece of bread that you're getting in the seventh round, um, that is essentially no different than what you're getting in the third round, at least in in the way I look at the world. Um, so I mean that there's a lot of value in that, especially if you want to go up and sort of pay the price to get one of the elite quarterbacks, and I did, and now I'm again talking about trades that I'm actually paying the price for now. <laughs> That's another one, <laughs> but I, I still would do it again. What's up, Ty? Uh, trading down feels like it has jumped the shark a bit. 
and I notice folks doing it just to do it almost. And, and it's, you know, like Jordan said, it, you, you, I would say 80% to, you know, 70% of the people in the drafts are trying to, to trade down. Um, with the FFPC looking at format, again, being top heavy and, and just the way that the setup is, you don't have super deep benches. So it's, it's a little more justified, I think, uh, to move up. Whereas there are rounds that if you can move back, like the fourth round is pretty juicy, the third and the fourth. If you can kind of, you know, sacrifice that first and get yourself a couple more draft or a couple more draft picks in those rounds, um, you know, they're like, like we said, there's so many ways to skin a cat. But I think it's interesting, Jordan, that the self-recognition and looking back and learning from what you thought, you know, were mistakes at that time and kind of even changing your approach to the game, which which is, again, formidable because, you you know, it's you always want to be learning, man. You always want to be growing and, and changing and evolving. And, and if you're not, then you're probably doing something right wrong. You know, if you're still playing the same way you were like, whatever, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And, and so I actually did some look at this in the 2021 book. Um, so I actually looked at, because I was, I'm always willing to sort of look at something that's contrarian. And if it's, if it's there, there's probably value in it. If it's, if it's right, you know, and this is one of the situations that I absolutely have found some surprising data in. So um, generally speaking, I think the most common strategy is the most common strategy is to try and trade down. Um, and you see that in the data. Um, you know, I think it's two, maybe three times more likely that teams are trying to trade down than trade up. Uh, and the interesting part is, is I basically broke it down into teams that were were sort of in surplus of future first round picks. So they, you know, they traded four future first round picks. So I called those teams in surplus, and I called teams that traded picks away in debt, um, and then the teams that didn't touch their future first. I I consider them neutral. And what you see over the first two years of, of the league, the teams that actually traded for, uh, traded away a future first, they, uh, on average produce a win more over the first two years of their dynasty, uh, of that dynasty startup than the teams that traded away, uh, their future first. So there's some caveats to that. Um, it is significantly higher risk but I think the there is a lot of upside in doing it, um, especially if you. I think the teams that that trade down probably do it wrong too. They try they trade down and deoptimize their teams in terms of you know one to two year windows. Whereas I I don't think that that is probably the optimized play. I think you can probably do both, uh, and if you're willing to do both, there's a middle ground to operate in. Uh, but generally speaking, the teams that do trade up on average, you're better. Um, you know, I think that if you sort of look at it, you know, the, the, maybe in the middle, um, you're a little bit more risky, uh, and your, your fall off is significantly, um, it's a significantly higher fall off for maybe you call it like the, the middle threshold of those teams. But if you sort of look at the high end upside in particular, like it's a lot higher upside than, than it is for trade, than people have executed the trade down strategy. So you're saying basically moving up is is the optimal move now, but you're saying people are moving down at the wrong time. When is the optimal time, Theo? I know you have something to throw in there, but just before, what when is that optimal time to move down? Like for me, and you know, Dan and I are going through this now. Like it's it's if 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 I can't if nobody's exciting me or there's not something there that's you know there's like a bunch of guys that I feel are the same. That's when Dan and I are kind of like okay, let's look at maybe an option. Dan, you can throw in any other 
reasons to move back. But what do you feel, Jordan, is the optimal, if any, to move back in a, in a startup draft? Yeah, whenever whenever you can get assets that look the same, and you can get more on, you know, more by by waiting, uh, that's an option that's really intriguing, right? So I think that's where you're spotting for each year. Um, I, at wide receiver this year, like I said, there's no reason to take one in the third round when you can take one, when you can take Amari Cooper or Mike Evans in the seventh. Like, there's no reason to to do that. So whatever you can sort of capture from that, whether that's a move up or a move back, that's the play to me. Um, but generally, I think teams that that do that future that that trade present startup draft capital for future uh, rookie pick value right so they're in surplus i think they they put together their teams wrong because they de-optimize right they de-optimize the one to two year window uh and by doing that they're actually really shooting themselves in the foot because the loss of that player doesn't isn't a isn't a franchise changing um experience typically and what you're doing is a lot of those teams are trading down uh, accumulating a bunch of young wide receivers in the mid rounds that are terrible bets historically and what they're doing is they're capping their upside so i think if you do it right if you trade down and really focus on on successful profiles right so you optimize and that is almost always optimizing your receiving position so optimizing around guys that are uh have a history of production that are undervalued amari cooper mike evans guys in that range in particular this year are glaring examples of that uh you sort of if you were to trade down, sort of take those guys and get the future capital, right? You're sort of, you're, you're productive now. You're not necessarily caving your floor in now or the next couple of years while you're also adding future assets. I think I call it the two way go. And I think that's probably like in a perfect ideal world, that's what, that would be where I'd look to operate. So if you're just doing the sandwich without accumulating future, you're saying that's not worth it. You're not optimizing basically. uh, This year, I don't think so. Um, If you can get the future picks, right? I I think the disaster scenario is where you trade down, you take an unproven wide receiver, and you sort of get future picks. I think that's that historically has been a disaster, right? Especially in that, you know, I'll just use the third to seventh range. Um, You know, if you if you drop from the third round to the seventh round, and then take a guy who hasn't done it before, who hasn't really proven uh, successful at the receiver position. That's a huge, right? That's a that's a that's a disaster strategy. Um, whereas if you if you trade down, right? If you trade down from, I don't know. Let's just use we'll just use players as an example, right? If you can trade CD Lamb for Amari Cooper in a in a future first, that's a that is like having the nuts in poker because you're serving both ends, right? You're serving the longer term range. You're giving yourself flexibility. And at the same time, you are taking what in the present term is probably a higher likelihood bet in Amari Cooper uh, over CeeDee Lamb. So right, that's a scenario, right? And you, you could do that. Generally speaking, I think the teams that trade down, the mistake that they make, the teams that trade out for future assets, the mistake that they make is that they value unproven wide receivers. And that is actually why you see them really struggle over the first couple of years is because they're making all these all these future bets. And their future bets with very low probabilities uh, when, when you actually look at it, especially in the range that the people are taking them. So that would be the mistake that I would, I would avoid, you know, if I'm going to trade down, 
I want to take a high variance bet and sort of go with with running backs or sort of play it really tight at wide receiver with some proven guys and then take the running backs and then you can sort of you can capture both uh, both outcomes. I have like 2,800 more questions, so I'm going to let someone else. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I'm going to write mine down and I'll come back later. Yeah. So where, where do you see yourself uh, focusing Jordan in the, uh, in the middle rounds of the draft? Like, uh, you know, like rounds, say, let's call it seven through 10, seven through 11, something like that. Uh, what, what kind of assets are you looking to pick up in that range of a startup? Historic. Uh, so historically, I would say that's a good range to, so I'm a big weight on quarterback guy historically in, uh, in, um, startup drafts historically, uh, super flex startup drafts. Um, this year, I think the argument's a little bit different, although I'm coming around on the idea that you can wait. Um, you've lost the ability to go up and get Watson early right now. I mean, you can still do it, but it's riskier. Um, and you've created more of an opportunity later on in the position for some guys that are in multi-year windows. So, you know, in February or January, it didn't look quite so good for Matt Ryan or Jared Goff, for example. Now I think it looks a lot better in the next couple of years. Um, so that I think changes the position, you know, that might look different in August, right? You might get guys who like you might get a Mayfield on an extension, right? That changes sort of that range of the position a little bit. Um, you know, generally I think at this point of the year, you want to be, you want to be very selective in terms of the bets you're making, especially with premium assets. So I was sort of valuing the, the locked in quarterbacks at the early part of the calendar. And then I can sort of transition to that later. So, you know, in August, I'm probably going to be looking in that range at, uh, you know, in the, the quarterback range, you know, six to eighth round, I think there's going to be value in there and startup and super flex startup drafts. Um, otherwise I think that's, you know, that can be tight end. You sort of look in that range. I mean, that, that range, just to give you an idea, um, you know, Evans and, and, uh, Cooper are going like late sixth, early seventh round, somewhere in that range. And then when you sort of, you know, you get Juju in that range as well. But outside of that, you sort of get into a range where you don't want to be taking a ton of wide receivers. Um, you know, you start to look at some of the running backs in that range as well. I think, I think into, you know, depending on the bet you're trying to make, I think there are some specific guys in the eighth, ninth, 10th round this year that make some sense. Woods, Lockett, right? Those types of guys. Again, guys that have proven it and done it. Um, if you can get a tight end in that range, you know, if you can get a top six to eight tight end, I really like that strategy this year as well. Um, and, and then running backs. I mean, taking a lot of running backs, especially outside the top 75 of drafts. I think I start almost all of my decision-making process with, I don't want to draft running. I don't want to draft wide receivers outside the top, like 80, 90, hundred picks of a startup draft. Every time I can avoid doing that, I'm, I'm plus EV. And so I'm just going to try and avoid that. So structure my entire plan around not taking wide receivers. So take them early and then be able to fill in the gaps at running backs is really my plan. Got it. So what, what, what do you do? Um, you know, like in, in the early rounds, uh, you know, what's, we can either talk one quarterback or, you know, assume we're talking if you're not taking quarterbacks. Uh, are you are you more likely to take those premium running backs? Are you more likely to take those premium wide receivers and then try to put it together later at running back? How do you how do you approach that uh, that aspect of it? Yeah, I think the scoring system and the the roster and the, the line of construction, all that matters. Uh, but generally, in like a neutral setting, I would say um, I I am. I want to play the wide receiver position very tight. So I want to play with, with, 
guys that are proven assets and I want to play with not many of them because that mm-hmm. creates a lot of roster flexibility later on. So again, I love guys like Amari Cooper and Mike Evans because they're undervalued. So this year it's a little bit different because you can sort of look at that top of the board and be like, man, like I can get into that range and get Amari Cooper and Mike Evans as wide receivers three and four or two and three, something like that. Like that's a, mm-hmm. that's a incredible scenario this year. Um, so I can maybe go a little bit earlier at the running back position um, than I could in, in prior years, just the way the markets, the market is allowing me to do that this year. So I'm taking that, you know, historically I would say, you know, I'd, I'd break ties in the top, you know, in the top 75, 80 picks of a startup draft. I'm breaking ties in favor of wide receivers. Um, what you'll see there is your sort of um, your hit rates higher. Um, your your odds of um, so any, any anytime you take a running back over anytime you take a wide receiver over a running back, you're losing upside. Um, that's I think the easiest way to say it. Um, the question is is you know, how do I do that as few times as possible, right? Anytime I take a wide receiver over running back, I'm losing value is the way I sort of think about it as a shorthand way. The, the, the least value that you'll lose is early in a startup draft, right? So if I'm going to, if I have to take them, I'm still waiting for a league where I don't have to draft wide receivers, but until that time, um, I, I'll take them early and I'll, I'll just sort of understand the bet that I'm making. It's a safety, it's a, it's a roster construction bet. And then I can get two, three to one running backs to wide receivers on my roster as the, as the draft goes forward. That's kind of how I'm looking at it again this year. I think you can splurge on a running back or two early with the idea of, Hey, you know, through the first, you know, seven, eight rounds, I want to have four wide receivers, right? How does that look essentially? That's kind of, um, would sort of be my baseline, right? If, if I can sort of get the top eight rounds, have four wide receivers, you know, packaged to board together the rest of, you know, the rest of how it fills in, that's kind of my goal. Theo, did you have anything before we kind of hit, hit the board here? No, I think Jordan hit on hit on just a ton of stuff. I, I just think like to piggyback a little bit on what Jordan said, it's become such a common strategy for people to try to trade back and get future picks that it's almost you almost find better value these days just going against the against the green. Um and I think sometimes the sharper the league you're in, the more people you're gonna have trying to, to get those first. So um I think Jordan said a lot of great stuff, but um I've, I've become a little less scared of trading my future first to move up and get that extra pick. I think it's an aggressive strategy. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of time you're going to like, you're going to like your team that are doing that. Um, so yeah, Jordan hit on a, on a ton of good stuff right there. Right. You, you, you can always get it back, right? That, that, that first, it, it's almost like getting a guy in rental. It, it's like, you know, yeah. that, that team that's going into the playoffs and they make that trade at the last minute just to get that rental player. They know they're not going to, re- you know, they're not whatever is free agent or whatever at the end of the year, but that's that piece that's going to get you the ship. You know what I mean? So it's almost like you're, you're kind of renting it. Look, you're not, you're not going for the ship uh, week, whatever, later in the season, your team breaks down for whatever reason, you can make moves. You can trade those pieces to, to get that pick back. Um, and, and, you know, you keep talking about Evans and Cooper, Dan, what Co- Cooper is what our wide receiver three. Yeah. On, uh, on this roster that we've got up on the board. I know Jordan might not like the last pick that we made, uh, but you know what? We have a pick on the clock right now, and, and we can kind of discuss it. But let, let's just start with this board. I knew we would not uh, follow any show sheet tonight, so as much as I try to put one together, we're already way off. But Jordan is just dropping legit bombs 
So if you just stumbled on this tonight, this stream, or you stumble on it, you know, in the next few days or whatever, uh, this, you, you got to listen to this stuff, man. You can't go into your drafts without all this goodness uh, or all this goatness, as we can call it. <laughs> so I don't know, Dan, you know what? You're like, where do you want to start on this draft right now? I know you've kind of started a bit asking about those early rounds. I really want to ask him, you know, about the rookie receivers. Uh, that's kind of what I'm uh, just from about a few minutes back when he was talking about, um, you know, kind of putting your faith and your your investment in the, into those younger, unproven receivers. Are we talking like in a draft like this one, Jordan, you know what, Dan, I'm going to steal it and just start it off. You, you could take it next. Uh, <laughs> selfishly ask him about this because, you know, we got to make a pick and I want to know where he's at. Like, this is a draft right now. So just so everyone knows, this is the, the Dynasty Depot Masters High Rollers Dynasty Draft on the FFPC, the greatest site to play fantasy football on. Uh, if you're not on there right now, it's myffpc.com. Go sign up. Tag Dan and I in the DMs or, or DM us, I mean, and we'll send you a, a quick link so you can get a little bonus action when you sign up. But Jordan, in this specific draft, the startup included the players, not the draft picks because we haven't had the NFL draft, but it includes the players. Uh, it's a one QB tight end premium, and it's just a bunch of sharks, like a bunch of high stake maniacs in here. ADP is out the window from round one. Round one. My question is specifically going back to what you said earlier with the unproven receivers. Do you would you stay away from the rookie receivers in this situation, like in the seven eight round, like an Elijah Moore type of guy that Dan and I literally just took at eight oh five or eight oh six? Sorry, eight oh four. So generally speaking. Um, so generally speaking, if you look at the ADP uh, over the course of a year, uh, so you take you basically take all the ADP for, for a player from uh, you know January through August, and you sort of look at wide receivers. Uh, if you compare wide receivers of of at the same cost, right? They're basically their entire offseason cost, and you say. All right, let's look at guys who have done it versus guys who haven't done it. And whether that's rookies, what it's just bl uh, the blanket, the guys that haven't done it. At the same cost, right? At the same startup draft cost, it's about, um, it's going to cost you about uh, basically about a half a win over the first four years of your, uh, uh, of your dynasty startup. That's basically what you're um, what you're expecting to lose by taking the guy that hasn't done it over the guy that has has at least a top 12, 24 seasonal finish. Um, there's a couple of caveats to that, which is if you take someone right now, that's not to say where their dynasty startup draft is going to where their ultimate ADP ends up. Right. So if you're ahead of the market on a guy in the 10th round and you think, hey, listen, he's going to go earlier in the draft. He's going to end up being by the time this thing's all said and done, he's going to be a sixth round startup pick. Um, you know, that that projection ultimately ends up looking better from a market value perspective, from a production perspective, all of those things. Um, generally speaking, you're better off to take at this at. at um, and this is one of the things with the arbitrage thing that we were talking about earlier is if you can trade a guy that hasn't done it for a guy that has done it four rounds later in valuation, 
um, plus whatever that pick is, right? So I use the third to the seventh as a comp, right? If you have a if you have a third round startup pick that hasn't produced a top twenty four seasonal finish yet, and you trade him uh, for a uh, future first and a pick in the seventh round, and you can pick in the seventh round someone that has done it, um, their their win share, right? Their warp, their wins over replacement over the next four years is projected to be the same. Plus you're getting the future asset. So that's how I think, that's how I think about it. Right. Again, maybe is, uh, you said it was Elijah Moore you guys took, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that can be, you know, a couple of things, right. It can be, Hey, he's going up. Right. And there's other things to sort of value in it. Right. Is, as future market value is a preservation strategy. Um, you know, I don't typically do that, but I, I do think that there's, um, you know, there's an argument for it. Uh, I, I think it's largely random on, on it. Um, you know, to a large extent, it's it's random on on how the market reacts to a player, um, or or our ability to predict that. I guess is is the better part. So I don't do a ton of that, but I realize that there's a there's a value to that as well. There's an insulation uh, perspective to a guy on his rookie deal, especially if you think he's going to be like a top, you know, sixty five uh, pick in the NFL draft. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's and that's kind of the way that we were aiming with that. Um, was, you know, we have. We have a, you know, we, we have a good mix of players, I guess I would say from, uh, you know, not very experienced to quite experienced. Um, you know, we've got Justin Jefferson um, and then we took uh, Waller and Tyreek Hill, um, came back with Aaron Jones, then um, uh, Amari Cooper, you know, so we've got we've, we've got a nice mix. Yeah, uh, our roster is up here right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, so we're, we're looking to, we've already traded away our first round pick, which I have no problem doing our 2022 first round pick, because basically, you know, what, what you're doing is you're trading away uncertainty for certainty. Uh, you know, if you, if you trade away that pick for the right thing. Now, if you go and you draft, uh, you know, if I traded away that pick and then we drafted Elijah Moore with it, I think that wouldn't really be doing any good. But when you take that pick, and you use it as part of the package that you're using to get, um, you know, a, a Darren Waller or an Aaron Jones or something like that. That makes a lot more sense because then you are buying some certainty with your uncertainty. And, you know, as, as J.D. said, you know, you you still could get that pick back. But, you know, basically you've you've you know, it's the it's the classic, you know, do you want what's in the, the box or do you want the boat? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. with with Aaron Jones, you've got the boat. Um, you know, this is what you're trying to get. The box could be anything. Um, and it could also be something very crappy. So, you know, those future firsts, you know, you don't know if it's going to be a high first, a low first, you know, the average future first has maybe a 50% chance of hitting, you know, so you're trading away, you know, this asset that's not even going to be good for a year. And then it only is a coin flip of, of actually panning out for you. Um, you know, and you can use that to help you, you know, move up and take an Aaron Jones that to me, that makes all the sense in the world. So I just wanted to throw that in as well. Yeah. Aaron Jones has broken my heart with the, with the AJ <laughs> Dillon thing. Just figured I'd get that on the record. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, 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 and same for us. I mean, uh, JD and I, we have some, some teams with, uh, AJ Dillon. We just, not long before that happened, we traded LaVisca Chenault for uh, A.J. Dillon, and uh, that's that's probably going to be one that uh, haunts us a little bit. But you know. I don't think that's going to haunt you. Yeah, I don't think it's going to haunt you. I think it's still a good trade. Okay. 
Well, there's still a good trade. We got we got the uh, the Jordan seal of approval on that one. So <laughs> Jordan's Jordan's who got me on the AJD train, man. I I like I just dove deep into it. I remember last last year uh, that was a big topic on our shows, and and he became one of my especially when I saw him like play, man. That just I was just uh, you know kind of drooling there. So I, I collected as many shares as I could, and unfortunately didn't pay off immediately in the sense that Jones is gone. But I feel the same way as you, Jordan. Uh, I think the opportunities are still there. Jamal Williams leaving. Um, it's the running back position. You know, there's a lot of factors there. Good offense, all that goodness. He's a Steel. he's a he's a he's a um, suited connectors, right? He's, yes. he's suited yeah. connectors. That's a and great that's because a great analogy. The the it's a lot an of asymmetric outs. outcome. It's a <laughs> yeah. ton of outs, and there's the ability to like absolutely take down. Uh, an enormous pot with it, right? Like he's the type of bet that, you know, maybe the odds of it hitting are lower than it was, but there's a ton of outs and the outs can be absolutely an enormous outcome. So yep. that's, I love those bets. I'll constantly make those bets. I'm always looking to make those bets. So it's how rusty my poker brain is right now. Cause I used to spit those, like those numbers out, like nothing, like it was my last name, you know, and, thinking, and I'm like, uh, uh, how many, you know, and it's wow. <laughs> this right. Theo, um, how, how you like in the draft so far, any observations, you know, that, that you've kind of gathered as we go through this, there's been a lot of actions, you know, have you been involved or you kind of, why don't you just give us your quick kind of, uh, uh, you know, Cole's notes, I guess you could say on, on the dynasty depot masters draft. So I, I made a couple moves. I uh, pre-draft, um, I made a trade with, um, to, to move up and get that 11 pick, which, uh, turned out to be Calvin Ridley, which I was, was very excited about. Um, I think he gives me, um, you know, short-term and long-term, um, production. Um, you know, like Jordan said, those wide receivers are very valuable to build around. Um, and uh, I also made a move. As soon as you guys took Lamar Jackson, um, I really wanted to get Kyle Murray. I attempted to trade up with you guys. Um, Austin Martin ended up trading up getting Kyler Murray. So as soon as he took Kyler Murray, I went immediately to get Dak. Um, in my opinion, it's a, it's a clear teardrop um, after Justin Herbert for, for the dynasty quarterback. Um, you know, obviously Trevor Lawrence could, could enter that equation or, or he could be completely far away from it a year from now. But I thought that that was a tier that I wanted to be in. Um, and other than that, I, I kind of took the board as it came. Uh, I really wanted to make sure that I had um, two backs. Uh, I understand that, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook is a little bit kind of long in the tooth for a dynasty perspective. Um, you know, he's, he, but he's signed to a contract, and I think I could get two years production out of him at a high running back, one production at least, um, hopefully more than that. And uh, Nick Chubb, um, getting him there, I was, I was very happy about as well. Um, so I, I had balance in my first few picks, and, and I'm, I'm happy with the way it went. Irv Smith would be the one where there's a little bit of, uh, if you want to find a reach, um, FFPC is tight end premium. So I didn't I think it was much of a reach, but I think he would have gone in that round anyway. Um, you know, it might have been more prudent to take um, you know, a, a Cooper Cup, um, but I wanted to square down tight end, so I went with Irv. Um, I kind of viewed Irv Smith and Mike Jacecki as kind of their own tier for FFPC tight ends there. 
Um, so it was kind of between those two. So I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with the way the, the draft is going. I think my team has balance, and um, I think I'll be in the mix year one. And I, I don't need uh, – sorry, I just want to say to you, I don't, I don't like – I don't hate the Irv pick up there because if you look after Gusecki goes, I mean, you could take any one of those guys after that and just yeah. kind of, you know, shake – especially yeah. with the New England pickups with Janu and, and Henry yeah. gone. Uh, it makes it such a flat tier now that I, I I don't hate your your pickup of Irv there at all. Yeah, no, I I think it, I think it's fine. Um, and I my, a couple of observations were I think FFPC startups, um, there's the running backs are going to go really early. Um, I think that like we saw from our our draft was three out of the first thirty six picks yeah. for running backs. Um, <laughs> and then it got even hot and heavy after that. I mean, a guy like Kenny Gainwell who I think we'll go in first rounds of uh, of our rookie drafts in FFPC, but there's a five, chance he could, you know, fall to the early second round. I mean, he's going at the at like the five ten. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a little aggressive. Um, obviously, the the person who drafted him is a very sharp guy. I'm not going to question his process. Um, but I thought that was a little aggressive for Gainwell. Um, I'm not sure if if Gainwell is going to give you more value than Trey Sermon, who went, you know, two rounds later. And I think that. The, it's been a very aggressive uh, draft for rookies. Um, I don't have any rookies yet. I don't really. Um, I'm, I'm glad I didn't reach for some of them, but I think it's been a very aggressive draft for rookies. And then the other thing that stood out was uh, Kyle Pitts. I mean, Kyle Pitts is the guy's a rock ship FFPC wise. I think that if you want him in a startup, you're you're having to use a second rounder on him. Two ten, um, which is. It's a tough putt to um, to do. I, I we had this discussion JD before um, where we discussed uh, uh, Kyle Pitts and and how would he return value year one. I mean he'd have to have a, a tremendous amount of touchdowns to you know challenge. For, I think you know he's being drafted at tight end four. For him to give you tight end four production would be a, a really tough putt. Um, so that was that stood out to me. And um, other than that, it's, it's been a great draft and. Uh, I think people are taking shots on guys. Um, there is no ADP. It's kind of like ADP is being created with this draft. Yeah, it's tough, man. That tight end position. It's uh, you know we talked about it. It's uh, I'm 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 gonna sit on the sideline with Pitts and let uh, let everyone else kind of uh, enjoy that. I'll I'll go get him at a discount later on, and if he doesn't, I'm fine with it. Um, yeah, the, I mean, with Pitts, I mean, that's kind of the analog to the the discussion we were having before we we went live about Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you know, the yes, he, he is he is a you know he's a perfect prospect, right? In in a lot of ways, but that being a fantastic prospect is not in any way a guarantee of success. Uh, you know, we've seen fantastic prospects, maybe not quite as good as pits, but we've seen some pretty fantastic prospects in past years, you know, that just really haven't panned out that well. I mean, you know, Evan Ingram was supposed to be fantastic. We had um, David Njoku was supposed to be fantastic. Um, well, you even get Howard was supposed to be fantastic. They were he, all three in the same draft. And, even Gusecki as a rookie was like supposed to be the next Terminator. Like, oh, he's a physical specimen, this, that, and right. you know, like yeah, and, and and then you look at you know who actually hits, and you've got Kelsey, who you know if you took him, you had to wait a year before you could even think about using him because <laughs> he had to, he had foot surgery. You had Kittle, who was drafted in the fifth round. You had uh, um, 
Uh, Johnny Smith was – what round was he in the NFL draft? He was like third, fourth, something like that. You know, so Mark Andrews was drafted after um, um, Hayden Hurst, you know, on the same team. Hayden Hurst was drafted in the first round. Mark Andrews drafted in the fourth round. You know, so it, you can you can take your pedigrees, and they don't mean as much as you think they do. Um, you know, so I, I'd much rather, you know, at, at tight end especially, I'd much rather take a proven asset, you know, than somebody like Pitts who, you know, probably will perform pretty decently – um uh, during his first year but you know i don't think he's going to do as well as hawkinson i don't think he's going to do as well as andrews godert uh probably not even as well as irv smith maybe not even as well as mike gusecki right um there's just you know there it, it, you're you're paying a lot you're not getting a lot this year and you're just hoping that you you know he turns into kelsey or kittle um in future years and I, you know, I just don't think you can count on that. I like him more, um, you know, for if just from thinking about the FFPC, I like him more as a as a uh, guy you can take in a rookie startup pick because you lose so right. much value having to take him in that late second. If you're sitting at the 104, the 105, and you want to take him, I think that's that's great, and I I'm probably going to do that with a couple of my teams. But um, again, it's like you said. Um, you can wait and take Hawkins in. I mean, think about all the running backs and wide receivers that are passed up for, for uh, Pitts right there. So I'm, I'm very high on him, but you're talking about a 20-year-old tight end. Um, you know, you hit the nail on the head with that Kelsey one. You know, Kelsey's about as good as it gets, and uh, we had to wait for him. Gronkowski had a ton of uh, touchdowns his rookie year. Um, Ty makes the point of Jeremy Shockey, who had a number of touchdowns his rookie year. So, I mean, you're really banking on touchdowns. That that's a tough way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, there's there's just no there's no sense of certainty. You know, I think what people are doing in this draft, and you know, I think it's why we're seeing a lot of aggressive drafting of the rookies, is that uh, pretty much all of us have traded our our future first to uh, to BIP. So. Mm-hmm. You know, given <laughs> that's so true, right? Like, so, sometimes the, the answer is so basic and and like just in your face. Yeah. Like, it's he's got all the firsts, so we want to make sure we have used. Like, it's just it's one right. plus equals two, you know? Exactly. So yeah, Bip, Bip is sitting around with his uh, his eight future first round picks, uh, and we're happy for him. Uh, you know, Bip's a sharp player. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, and I I don't know how he's going to use them. I mean, you know, it's, given the format. Uh, you know, we're going to be cutting the 16 next year and Bip's going to be real happy with his, his, uh, future, you know, his eight future first, and then we're going to get to the rookie draft. And if he doesn't somehow trade some of them away or combine them, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to get, you know, back up to however many picks. I mean, you know, he could, he could have 30 players, but he's going to have to cut back to 20 players before the season starts, you know? So, you know, and yeah, he can move some of those into, you know, still more future picks or whatever. But I think you know that there's, I don't know, I don't, I don't know where the 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 inflection point is for me. It's probably about three future firsts. Past that, I don't necessarily want to go just because then I'm you know I'm pushing too much value down the line, and I've got you know I've got too many wild cards. You know, yes, you can hit a Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, but you can also hit uh, you know some Jalen Ragers or whoever, you know, who just haven't fired at all. And, and, and their value is, you know, a lot 
it's not being maintained nearly as well. So that that's kind of where I'm at on that. No, I bring up uh, like tons of awesome points there. Uh, Dan, I've got on the screen here, the kind of the draft room, just cause we're on, we're on the clock. Yep. We're already at 52. Like we could literally do a four hour show guys. It's, it's not even <laughs> like we had two drafts to look at. We had a bunch of questions. We we're going to do like a, you know, look at Jordan's site and we were so organized and then, you know, you turn on the, the red light and now we're, it's 52 minutes in and we barely looked at the first draft. <laughs> so we're going to do this really quick. Then we, we made, we, we talked about Elijah Moore that we picked in our, uh, this is where we trade back. We traded back. Actually, we picked up, I'm going to put the draft board back on, but we traded back and we picked up two, is it two or three in the eighth? No, we've got two in the eighth at eight Oh four and eight Oh six. So we picked up Elijah Moore at 804. We have a very, um, you know, win now type of roster. You mentioned Jefferson, uh, Cooper, and um, who's our, wow, who's our second? So we have uh, Tyreek Hill, um, That's it. Jefferson, That's Ari it. Cooper at wide receiver. We have um, Waller at tight end. We have Lamar Jackson at quarterback. And then we have um, uh Aaron Jones and Chuba Hubbard so far at running back. With and, that. We just, and we just took Elijah Moore as our fourth wide receiver. So. <laughs> our, our, our bench looks like a team that traded their first away. You know, like right. you bang some youth. So right now we're at 806. We picked up Elijah as our fourth receiver behind three studs that will always start for us. And um, Dan, I don't know, like how, how are we going to do this? We've got a guy on the show here that's, that's going to be picking – so here, here we go. How about how about this? Let me um, let me put up a different screen. All right. Uh, you know we've kind of talked about who we have. Um, I'm going to show something that kind of shows who's available uh, in a rough order of ADP here. Um, so I got a question. Quick question for for um jordan uh, just looking at the 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 quarterbacks because dan and i were, were sitting on this one for a while and i know they're same tier same but lamar jackson Dak prescott we were we went back and forth on this so much uh looking at a guy that in a small sample size last year just blew it up you know he's got the weapons out there in dallas you know yada 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 the contract but lamar sneaky you know Sneaky in the sense that people consider he had a down season, which was still really good. Um, we're, I, I'm just curious. I'm just curious, Jordan, just with like, where are you with those two quarterbacks in this type of format? If you're kind of in a, you know, you want to win now, uh, balance, balance out kind of the future. But where are you with those two quarterbacks? I'm just curious uh, quickly while Dan pulls this up. Dak Prescott to me is a, is, in, is quarterback two. With Mahomes, and then it's your brain. And did I not tell you that in our DM? You did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, so I, I call those. Uh, I strong armed him into uh, Lamar Jackson just because yeah, I like the floor. It. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I, I think Lamar's probably undervalued, um, mm -hmm. but to me, Dak Prescott, when you sort of look at his resume, there's a lot more safety there. Uh, you sort of know a lot more about him. Um, you know, it's, it's high volume passing attack too. Uh, so you're yep. not just dependent on him being a runner uh, or touchdown variants. And, you know, I look at the, I look at the quarterbacks, I call it the 
the super max quarterbacks. And so that is basically the, the guys that signed the huge extensions with, uh, with their, with the team that drafted them and they're sort of insulated young and good. And there's to me right now, there's only two of them and that's Mahomes and that's Prescott. And, you know, Watson was in that pre, you know, sexual predator um, bender that he went on. Um, but yeah, besides, besides those guys, it's a tear break. I mean, like I like Josh Allen. I like Kyler Murray. Like they intrigue me, but they're not to that level of insulation. Right. If, you know, and uh, because I think with any of those guys, if they have a down year right now, you sort of sit back and you look at that and you're like, huh, like, are you going to pay that guy, you know, five for 175? Right? Is that what you're going to do? Or, you know, because, uh, you know, like Kyle, like Kyler, all those guys, like, like a coaching change for Kyler Murray totally creates uh, an entire, um, an entire different ecosphere right? an entire different ecosystem. Um you know, with, with Lamar Jackson, an injury right now, you know, he's not locked in where Dak Prescott, he is locked in, right? You sort of know what he's going to be a down year with Lamar Jackson right now, not on a locked in contract. Like that creates uncertainty, especially with the fact you haven't seen him truly grow as a passer. So all of those things, that's it's Lamar, it's uh Dak Prescott to me. I think he's just in another tier. So just really quickly, yes or no. So if Lamar signs long-term with Baltimore, because right now he's at the end of his contract, and correct me if I'm wrong, because with contracts I'm often wrong, but is that not the case? And then if he resigns and gets a big contract, does he now move into there, or are you just basing this on their talents? Yeah, so it's a combination of insulation and talent for me. Uh, so he's on the fourth year. Uh, they'll um, almost certainly, I would imagine, yeah. pick up his fifth-year extension because he's um, he's eligible. Uh, and you know, we'll, we'll see if they make an extension this year or what they do. Um you know, it'll, it'll insulate him. I think you have to think about him and Kyler Murray differently, for example. Um, you know, same with Josh Allen, if that were to happen to Josh Allen. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see the, the rush on some of these guys, right? We've seen that mistake made Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. We've seen that play out. Um, and the, you know, Dallas got rung up for not doing it with Prescott. Like they waited and yeah, they paid a little bit more, but they got a whole lot more certain about it too. You know, and that's, that's, that's certainly worth something. So for me, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson until he becomes a, a truly dynamic elite, uh, passer that he's going to be in the Prescott level. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I see where you're coming from there. Uh, you know, I, I think his, you know, I, I, I look back at, uh, you know, like the Michael Vick and uh, uh, Cam Newton uh, type examples, you know, where they're, you know, their ceiling is really, really high and their floor is very strong, too. Uh, you know, and that's not to say that they can't finish, you know, in the, the bottom end of the, you know, top 12 quarterbacks or whatever. Uh, they certainly can. Uh, but they're also one of the, the more likely quarterbacks to finish, you know, up in one, two or three as well, uh, just off the strength of, you know, what they can do with their legs, you know, and if they even develop somewhat as a passer, uh, you know, I don't think all hope is totally lost for Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, he's, a, he's at least got pocket awareness and like, you know, like Mike Vick. So, um, there's, there's something to be said for that. Um, but anyway, you know, uh, getting getting back into our next pick, uh, you know, what I've done is I've pulled up. This is roughly, this is the running backs roughly by ADP. You know, so you can see, you know, who we've who we've got sitting in front of us. Uh, we have right now just uh, 
Aaron Jones and uh, Chuba Hubbard at running back. Uh, so running back is definitely always going to be a consideration with us. And the way we're constructing our roster is very similar to what you've been talking about, Jordan. We're planning on going very lean and trim at wide receiver uh, so that we can basically, you know, pack the back end of the draft with running backs here. Theo, Theo, earmuffs, please. Earmuffs. Yes. <laughs> no, it's fine. It, you know, I'm good at picking, at predicting your picks anyway. So it's, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think I'm, you know, I don't think I'm necessarily uh, – Spilling state secrets. No, here. man, not at all. You can, that we can see it from the way we're putting it together. So, so these are the running backs available, but we can still also, there are a lot of um, pretty productive um, wide receivers left. So, we'll show those like Julio still out there. And, and I wanted to ask Jordan actually about that because this is something like, you know, you get to a point in the draft where you know that this is where you need to pick up. Let's say that you talked about those rookie receivers that you believe in. They're not getting past this round. Or, or maybe there's that veteran receiver that's putting up like top, you know, wide receiver one, top 15 numbers regularly. But they're maybe getting closer towards the end of that career. Um, so you kind of you got to decide right between those two. And I, I know it comes back to balancing the roster and a lot. But where do you fall on? And kind of these older guys when when you're deciding because you're saying you you know maybe you don't want to invest on that unproven receiver unless you truly truly believe that you're getting the value and all that but what about these guys that i mean they've been there they've done it they're maybe on the back end uh, how do you fit that into your rosters if at all um i think you have to understand the bet you're making right so with the julio jones you're probably not gonna be flipping him you're probably right. not going to be selling him at a. Oh, he's a lifer on your team. Yeah, probably right. I mean, he's he's my ninety-seven grand am, right? When yep. <laughs> when I had my ninety-seven grand am with one hundred ninety thousand miles on it, right? You couldn't. Yep. I couldn't trade it in for what it was worth to me because I had no other. I had no other car, um, and so he's that, right? I mean, he's probably going to outproduce whatever his cost is from here on out. Would be would be my projection for him. And so you have to understand that when you make the bet. I don't necessarily think it's a bad bet. It's probably an illiquid one, but that doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's bad. You just have to understand that when you make it. Um, you know, other guys, like you said, you know, guys that are top 15 that are closer to the end. Like I, I was just looking and I was like, <laughs> Brandon Cooks, four rounds later than, uh, than Odell Beckham Jr., which is just mm -hmm. when you think about that for a second, like how many top 24 seasons has Brandon Cooks posted since the last time Beckham did one? Because um, it's multiple at this point and he's going at, at a discount. You know, it's just, it's pretty remarkable when you compare those two guys. Um, you know, so those are the options in there, right? And again, are, are they ever going to be worth much more than they are right now? Probably not, but that they're, they're underpriced. Too. So um, that's kind of right. the, the thing. I mean, at this point with you're either going to make a bet like that or you're going to make a, an upside running back bet. Mm -hmm. You know, you get into the range where they're probably not necessarily longer term. Uh, they're not guys that are locked into multi-year contracts at running back typically in this range. Uh, but, you know, if you, you sort of look in that range, I mean, there's some high ups, higher upside plays. You know, I would take I would take a more variant play like like Fournette compared to a guy like Damian Harris, for example, um, you know, Pollard versus Damian Harris. I want the sort of, I want the, the, 
you know, bimodal or the high variance strategy with the running Jordan, backs. Jordan, sell them on Pollard because I've been telling them Pollard here. Just tell them. Yeah, Pollard. I mean, th these guys that are injury away guys. Um, yeah. And you're, you're sort of, I mean, that's the bet with Dylan to some degree, I guess. I mean, you could get some flex viability. I mean, you could, I guess, with Pollard a little bit too. But I think like at Pollard's best, he's almost undoubtedly better than Damian Harris. Right. Um, just because I think at Pollard's best, he's probably got, you know, top 10 projected uh, weekly score in any week that Zeke's out. And Zeke has proven to be pretty healthy in his career, but mm -hmm. has not been, um, he's not infallible in terms of staying on the field for other reasons. So that is always out there. And there's always, a, there's a natural uh, risk to, to the running backs. And you have him in a really good offense. Um, I think that's a pretty high upside bet. Um, you know, and you look at some of these other ones, like, so Fournette's the same way. I mean, it's funny that Ronald Jones is going ahead of him and, you know, two rounds ahead of him by your data. And, mm -hmm. um, I mean, that's, that's for Fournette's probably going to come back and be the touch leader, especially the receiving guy. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, and then I look at the other guys too, in this range and, you know, I, I look at catch me some high range of outcomes guys. I mean that Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are fascinating to me. In terms of, <laughs> the problem I mean, is we own so many yes. shares. Dan loves those guys, so we're yeah, all, you're, 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 just keep you're leveraging it. Here. Just keep leveraging it. Just just keep yep. just. I know JD doesn't <laughs> like to get into that 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 hammer like a hundred percent market share, but I am not afraid. I'm gonna run right towards it. I don't go over 35%, man. I just I have a rule, you know, it's like 35, 40 is my max, max, max. Give me, give me, you know, I'm at, I was um, way, you'd be alarmed at some of my exposures on some of these guys. No, you're like, <laughs> you're like the Shiva. The Shiva goes like 89, man. If he believes, he believes, you know, yeah, he's, he's like, not walking the walk. He's running that walk. Yep. Yeah, I had I had Geo at like 84 percent market share last year, just because it was like I was getting him outside the top two hundred of startup drafts, and you know and that that cost. I'm like, how do I not? He's vastly outperformed his his mm -hmm. value, like crushed it in terms of what yeah. he did last year compared to what his cost was. Um, yeah, and if he never plays another down, which I don't, I don't think is going to happen, but um, I think he, you know, he could find himself in a similar situation. But yeah, I love those asymmetric bets. So those are the types of bets that I'm making in this range, um, generally speaking. You know, so I'm avoiding a guy like Zach Moss just because I don't think he's got, I don't think he has difference making. You know, it, what's his best case scenario? Right, he's like right. a running back two projection in a week, and you know, what's what's Mostert's like? Mostert could finish in the top ten of the position. Is that a likely outcome? No, but it's absolutely a possible one. You know, those are the types of things that I think about. And this is a range too, where um, the hit rate isn't super high. Um, I, what round are you in right now? Is it eighth? Yeah. I, eighth. Yeah. I couldn't see eighth. it. Okay. Eighth. Um, you know, so you're sort of looking in that range. I mean, you're looking 40%, something like that. I mean, that's, that's kind of what your hit rate would be. Yep. That's a, that's a pretty big, um, you know, that's, those are some, if you're going to get like top, some some good top 12 top 15 juice in, in that in that pick like that's pretty interesting so i i like you know those those asymmetric guys in that range yep that makes sense all right i just threw it threw it up here all right so dan we uh we're gonna do this uh live on air pick right now with uh at the 806 
I, I feel like we've given Theo like so much ammunition yeah. here that just the, the, the <laughs> amount of information he's gathering here. He's just sitting back with his popcorn, taking notes, you know, I'm just taking notes, man. <laughs> <laughs> so JD, are you still thinking about the guy that we have not mentioned that we were thinking about before? Or are you moving in a different direction? Uh, <laughs> I don't feel any more uh, decided. Like, you know, it, it's one of these where it's hard to kind of talk about this right now on air with uh, with our boy Theo in the house and maybe, yeah. maybe some other, uh, you know, leakers out there <laughs> just, just hiding behind the bushes, peeking, you know, trying to stick the glass against the door and, and, and get any piece of information they can. But um, are, are you still on that piece that we, that we talked about? Um, I'm kind of leaning maybe a little bit of a different way. I mean, it was a way that I was, I was looking at before and uh, I'm, I'm thinking we might want to go back and revisit some of the, the players we previously talked about before we got on the air. So okay, we'll, we'll maybe do that after we get off the air. I, I uh, think I know what you mean, but you know, we'll, yeah. we'll keep it for, for off the air. So we apologize. <laughs> it won't be in down there. There. Just yeah, was like, his face just keeps getting closer yeah, to no, the street. Camera every time, you know. I'm too. I'm too away. I'm, I know you're just going to take somebody I'm thinking of anyway. So it's. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's all about snipes. I feel like the, I feel like Theo and I are sitting here like two kids watching their parents like talk about. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, it's like we just got that character. Really talking about? There's going to be no pick. I mean, come on, man. All right, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> I promised my boy um, Johnny Guerrero in in the the chats here on YouTube that uh, we would post in our transactions so far in this draft. So I believe you can actually see each of our picks. So we picked up Jefferson, picked up Hill, and then we moved a 2021, the 707, the 406, and a 22 second for the 209. And the 1012. So again, what we talked about moving up to get that guy. We picked up Aaron Jones and Darren Waller. And then we traded away the 1406 and our first rounder for the 504. Dan, who'd we take at 504? 504 was Amari Cooper. Picked up Cooper. Uh, next trade we made is we received the 602 and the 511. And we sent 606 and 507. Yep. So that was one of your uh, sandwich deals. That's right. That's right. And then we came back here with our boy Austin. Uh, we traded the 511 and 806, and we picked up again a little sandwich deal, picked up the 709 and the 604. So we moved back about five, six spots, uh, and then moved up uh, almost a round. And then again, another trade, we traded the 604 and the 1012, little sandwich move, picked up two picks, which we're at right now in the eighth, 806 and 804, and picked up Amari Cooper, like you talked about, Dan, and our boy Lamar Jackson, which we uh, decided uh, to take over Prescott, which, you know, I'm still fine with it, man. I got Prescott in enough places. Uh, we're here to win, and Lamar is... Uh, He's just a fun guy to own, man. You know what I'm saying? So, Johnny Guerrero, there you go, brother. There's our, our lineup of moves that we made so far in this action-packed Dynasty Depot Masters startup. Right. And one of the, one of the things we were doing, too, was, um, you know, after we picked up Cooper, we had three wide receivers. We were kind of waiting for the uh, quarterback run to start. 
we already had a good tight end, so we didn't really need one of those. There wasn't really any good running backs that we were interested in available. Um, you know, so we, we, we felt like we were, we were kind of waiting for the quarterback run to start. So, and we felt like the value was pretty, you know, it was going to be pretty, pretty much a step down pretty quickly after um, Theo took Mike Evans. Then, you know, I, I thought the wide receivers were a step down. So I didn't really want to be grabbing a wide receiver there. And we had the other positions covered. So we just kind of kept trading back, trading back, trading back until we got to the point where like, okay, yeah, I think if we take Lamar Jackson now, we're going to start a quarterback run. And, you know, that's pretty much what happened with uh, Jalen Waddell sitting there in the middle of it. But, uh, you know, yeah. it, it was just like we were kind of waiting for that point where like, okay, if we if we take a quarterback now, we can make some dominoes fall. And then, you know, when our next pick comes around, we're that much closer, you know, because we're already covered at quarterback and other people are going to be taking those quarterbacks instead. Yeah, you kind of want to push the yeah. – push those other positions down that you're not necessarily looking for. Right. All right, guys. Look, like I said, man, we could go, we could go, we could go for, we could do like a, a mini series, you know, like those Netflix, they got those special mini series that come up um, on the reg, but Jordan, man, it's, it's always a blast having you on um, before we kind of exit this and do all that kind of uh, segment of the show. I, I don't want to miss on this because we will be using uh, as the official trade finder on the show. You talked about it a bit. You touched on it a bit with regards to, I'm going to try to pop it up as I'm, I'm chatting here, but um, with regards to just the amount of trades that you're pulling in, I think you said something like 6,000 leagues on MFL. And uh, I know just myself, you know, kind of using tools like this, the, the, um, the volume is definitely um, a step above what I'm used to. So I definitely appreciated that. Why don't you uh, just, again, remind the people where it's at, what they can find on there, and maybe you can walk me through it as I try to pull it up. Yeah, so you can find uh, you can find it at analyticsdynasty.com. Um, you're looking on your uh, your uh, the uh, draft database there up on the top, further to the left on where you're looking right now. A couple more to look. There you go. Right here. Um, <laughs> yeah, up on the top of the screen there. And... Um, yeah, so you can go through and you can search. And I think one of the one of the you know, I love to see what the market is doing. I love to see how the market's reacting. Um, some really nice features about this. Uh, you can sort by you know. There's what one of the best parts I think about it um, is when you just you can search by player, or you can go in and just sort of sc just scan some of what's going on. Um, and as you'll see right now, there's actually, um, we figured out what's going on. There's some, there's some one player deals with nothing else on the other side. There's actually dispersal drafts going on. That's that are showing up as trades. Uh, so we're going to work on. Yeah. So I'm going to jump in Jordan. Cause I clicked yeah. on this most traded. I thought I was going to show, yeah. you know, maybe the, the most active, but this is pretty cool. This is literally showing you the most active players right now and the amount of volume that's moving. Am I correct? Yeah, so this is um, you know this is using their baseline in terms of where they're at uh, and you know how frequently they're traded. And this is over the last um, I think I think the default settings the last um, couple of weeks here. I think it's 15 days uh, in terms of what their volume is over what it typically is. So you'll see. I mean, no surprise there. It's Deshaun Watson's number one. Um, Jalen Hurts number two. Um, it's actually changed in the past day. Brandon Ayuk. Well, I tweeted this out yesterday. Brandon Ayuk was that uh, was the most expensive or was the most most uh the biggest uptick in terms of his trading value 
volume uh, among non-quarterbacks. That was, I think, as of yesterday. So Chase Edmonds has just jumped up above him. You know, you see some of the other guys. And these are the guys that are are uh, in on um, you know some some high level debates too, right? And so there's some there's some movement in their value. There's a lot of different reasons for their movement, uh, but that's a great that's uh, I love that feature because it tells you, hey, listen, if I'm on a particular side of this, like this player might be accessible in your in your drafts. Um, you know, just the default, you can scan through and just see what's going on, right? You don't even need to search for a player. You can just peruse through and just search hundreds of trades. Just scan. So is this showing the most recent trades if you don't put a player in? Yep, it's just showing the most recent trades, and you'll see okay. that they're all from today, um, awesome. including some dispersal drafts where there's a couple of guys in there just on their own side of the trade. So, but yeah, you can just go down there and see, you know, what's going on. It shows you the format, and then you can get more selective if you want. You can get selective on, you know, the passing touchdown amount, you know, the t- whether the, it's tight end premium or anything like that. Super flex, non super flex, um, you know, your starter formats in terms of wide receivers and tight ends. You can you can search by all those things and break it down if you really want to, um, and just see what what trades are going on who's going where and 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 all those so um yeah if you you can search in like you just searched in cd lamb like you can see um just uh, a couple days ago he went for 105 and 108 in a super flex draft yeah and a super flex I'm, I'm curious to see if i can find my uh my cd lamb buy on here with juju yeah, is it is it on an mfl is it on an mfl um, oh, or is correct. it yes i thought it was but you're right actually it was it wasn't it was ffpc I yeah, yeah. So we don't have FFPC yet. That's um, hopefully. But even hopefully even if you're not on the same format, it, it's very useful for me on the FFPC. If I'm looking to buy CD Lamb, it's very useful to come on here and you know get absolutely. an idea, especially if you pull up similar form uh, settings and formats. Yeah, absolutely. And if you search in there too, like if you if you click off of uh, of CD Lamb and just and just put in 101, right? you can just search the pick. So oh, nice. um, awesome. yeah, if you just search, you can just type in. Yeah, there you go. And you can search 101 and uh, and see sort of what else is going on. Oh, that's huge. Uh, like some, some... That's super helpful this time of year. You know, maybe someone's not as experienced uh, with, with such a high pick of high value. They're not sure. Maybe they do want to move them or, you know, it gives you a good idea of uh, what's kind of going out there in the market at this time with, with that value and that pick. Yeah, yeah. And so there's one just a couple days ago, Deshaun Watson and Juju for 101 and Superflex. Or, yeah, I think it's 101 and... Yep. And super flex there. Um, yeah. And you'll see mine populate tomorrow, probably when it, when it reruns the script. So, yeah. So those are all the options for you. And it's, um, it's, it's there and you can constantly see it and just keep looking around and perusing, um, search different players. One of the, one of the best parts about it too, is you can search multiple players. So you can search, Hey, what are, what are trades for, you know, if you're trying to piece together an idea of, of, you know, Hey, I want to trade Deshaun Watson and here, I want to get back, you know, uh, quarterback acts, right? What trades have they gone in together? And if you you can search both players, oh, you can pull up both players. That's awesome. Yeah, you can you can search both players. And yeah, they have to be in trades together for them to for them to populate. Um, but yeah, you can search for specific ones to see sort of what's there. Um, that and, actually yeah, right. just to kind of kick, uh, kind of just to highlight that, like this really fits well with our whole pivot. Uh, technique right because you can put in the two players the guy you want to pivot from and the guy you want to pivot to and you can literally get a bunch of examples of trades uh, with those two guys involved and that just makes it so much easier so that's definitely something i know i'm going to probably be using uh, moving forward yeah and one of the beauties of it too is i don't so it's it's really helpful to see 
uh, for me at least, what the value of players is. The other thing is I really like to look at uh, constructs of deals too. And like there are different times a, a year where I get very, I, I, it's almost like writer's block where I have a really just a hard time sort of yeah. putting trades together. And, and I just, I just, I, it's just, I, I just sort of run my head into a wall and, and, you know, and, and you can look at the trade finder and just get ideas, right? Like, Hey, like, this is a really interesting construct. Like, this is an interesting, you know, this is sort of, I see what they're doing here. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to do like a weekly podcast here after the, the trades, just pick some random trades and just talk about them. And just, cause I think it's really, you know, it's, it's pretty, it, it can be pretty valuable in just seeing what other people are doing in terms of actual trades and actual leagues and some of the constructs that they have. And that's just without even searching the players. No, it's, it's truly awesome. Um, Dan, anything to add or, or Theo to uh, this tool or the site? I mean, there is so much awesome stuff on this site. Like I was telling Jordan earlier, I, there's, there's way more than I even uh, thought because I, I was using just very uh, specific sections of it. And I've been exploring it the last couple of days. Uh, and man, I, you've built something really special here. Guys, go check it out. The Analytics of Dynasty. This trade database is just one example and one tool that's available on there. Shout out to Taco Core. Jordan is fantastic. Great trade tool and love your work. I mean, look, people are tuning in for Jordan, man. He's he's always dropping goodness. And, and this tool is just, uh, you know, a nice representation of what he's doing out there in Fantasyland. But it, it's... I mean, you know, Jordan said it, you're investing in your teams, you're paying money to get into these leagues. It only makes sense to invest in in you becoming better and getting an edge, which is what you're hoping by, you know, listening to our show on a weekly basis and, and you know, going to, to sign up for a site like Jordan's and follow what he's doing out there. Dan, anything to add, man? I, your hair is just like, it's just holding really <laughs> well. Beautiful. I'm it's having it's, yeah, it's it, it's slowly expanding as we as we gotta get one of those fans like the pro wrestlers come out yeah we totally need one of those for this i'm working on uh you know getting the tights too so you can look forward to that oh yeah 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 you know you got to get in that uh that what's that that ff fit club uh, yes. We definitely need yes. you modeling some tights in that. You know, get some get some squats going on on camera with the tight with the wrestling tights on, Dan. Let's uh, let's really amp this thing up. Yeah, I I, I mean at this point I, I'm I'm afraid I probably look like one of the more you know the bad guys with the beer belly and the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the before. He's the before picture. Yes, I, 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 I'm one of the guys who just stomps around the room ring and uh makes you know silly faces and then uh you know it almost beats the good guy six times before finally succumbing to you know whatever chokehold so, so then before i order you an extra small uh goat goat shirt t-shirt to send you to, for this photo shoot that we're we're uh, setting up our boy taco man he really wants a pick yes what are you yeah. are you the guy you're talking about does um I, I sent you a DM, so check, oh, did your, you? Twitter, yeah, tw- check your Twitter right. DM. See if, right. see check if that's what right you're thinking about. I, I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about, but I'll uh, I'll just confirm that without. Uh, for those who don't know what's going on here, Theo is uh, is one of our biggest competitors. Yeah, so we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the we hole. We can't right tip our hand too much. Hole. I'm two picks behind. Yeah, that's that's who I was thinking about, Dan. Same thing. Where? Should we do that one? 
Nah, fuck. Just go ahead, man. All right. All right. Hey, hey, we, we, we call it in Quebec uh, la fournette. La, la fournette, mon homme. Uh, is that, right. is that the, pick, the, pick, the pick is in. We are taking with the 806 in our third running back. We are taking Leonard Fournette, running back. Leonardo. Bay Buccaneers. All right. There you have it. There you go. There you have it. We, um, I, I don't history. hate it. The first in history. <laughs> I don't hate it. See, we took a Canuck, the last last uh, running back in in or Chuba, the the Maple Chub, as I, I'm calling him right now, until I think of something better or someone a Viridian comes up with something better. Um, but I, I kind of like the Fournette. I, I don't know, man. Between the the Fournette and Rojo, and this can be a whole other show. I just Fournette just excites me a bit more, so yeah. uh, I kind of like it. I think, you know, honestly, I think, you know, Rojo is probably the better runner, but, uh, you know, Fournette, he gets that receiving work and, uh, you know, he's, he's a good enough runner for sure. No, it's a nice, nice piece to add. Uh, and Brady trusts him more so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rojo, the frustration in Brady's eyes when he looks at Rojo sometimes is just, you know, it's too much to ignore. All right, Jordan. You, uh, you're being praised in the, in the, in the chat. You just keep bringing the goodness. We are honored to uh, partner up with you and, and, uh, the, the trade finder app and, and your site remind the people all about the goodness, anything, uh, you want to, to, to drop a promo and, uh, we appreciate you, brother. We always appreciate you. Well, I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you being on, uh, being on here with you guys, Theo as well. Um, yeah, analytics at dynasty.com. You can get the book 2021 edition. It's got all your, all your strategy, all your theory, you get to prep for rookie drafts. Um, uh, and you go over to analytics at dynasty.com. You can subscribe to the website. It'll get you all your stuff. It'll get you your dynasty daily podcast. It'll get you to my dynasty tiers, uh, the, the draft finder, the, or the real draft tracker, the, uh, trade finder, all of it. Um, I have a group me as well over there. So you get your different tiers in terms of your memberships. Hey, listen, if you just want the trade stuff, if you just want the trade stuff and the, the draft, uh, finder, Go ahead and get an apps that it's the AOD app subscription over there. It's monthly. It's five ninety nine, and uh, that'll get you all your trades, all your access, everything uh, in terms of all you know the the apps that I have in terms of your draft position and your trade finder. Um, so uh, you can do that as well. Um, and so yeah, all of that's over at analyticsdynasty.com. If you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter at McNamara Dynasty. No brainer, guys. Six bucks a month for for the goodness. Um, yeah, man. It's uh, it's especially now. We're not. I, I don't know. Up here, we just we just literally today they just uh, another stay at home order. Uh, AKA lockdown. AKA yeah. I'm, I'm in hibernation again, uh, like I've been the past few years. So it's not like I'm going to Starbucks to spend that six bucks. So I mean, it's a no brainer, right? To 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 send that to Jordan and uh, kind of squeeze him for the goatness, Theo. I've been abusing. Uh, your time these last few weeks. Dan is out there on vacation. He's, uh, you know, doing his, getting his hair permed and who knows what else, getting <laughs> tattoos. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing out there in Minnesota, but uh, you've been a chant, man. You've been coming on the reg. I see you on other shows. You're, you're just all over the place, dude. You're uh, you're awesome, man. And we, we love having you on. Remind the people where they can find all your goatness, all your greatness. And uh, that's it, man. Give, give him a little adios before we close it out. No, I, I, I love being on the GOAT District. It's awesome. I love uh, talking football with you guys. It's, it's tremendous. Jordan, you were great tonight. Um, just, just tremendous stuff from Jordan. Um, 
you can find me on Twitter at the OG Fantasy, and um, you can find my writing on uh, Player Profiler and BreakoutFinder.com. I'm going to have a write-up of the draft in with um, Dan G, this uh, Dynasty Depot's Masters Draft. I'm working on that now. So hopefully, uh, you know, something's up there um, on one of those two sites shortly. Um, and yeah, you will, uh, you'll see, you'll see me on the streets, the Go District streets, and uh, Player Profiler Breakout Finder. He's the OG, and he's the Mac, and we got the the flow out there with Dan. Dan, anything to uh, close this thing out with before we we exit the district? Yeah, I just got to throw out one more thing for Theo. Uh, he was just on the uh, Dynasty Depot live show this Monday, which you can catch on YouTube and uh, for all of your your usual uh, podcast outlets as well. Uh, definitely well worth listening to if you want to hear a little bit more about this draft we were talking about. Uh, those guys uh, tore into it pretty well, uh, you know, and had a lot of a lot of great takes on uh, you know strategies and everything else. So. Uh, very, very much worthwhile listening to that as well. And you can catch our boy Theo there too. So, and, uh, yeah, for us, I mean, you know, I, I I'm just, I'm knee deep in startups. I've, I've kind of, I, I had to slack off on the best balls while I'm, uh, doing the startups because, you know, I, I have other things in life that are coming at me a little bit fast right now, but, uh, hopefully those will slow down. I can get myself wound back into some best balls as well. Uh, but it, you know, I am out there on Twitter. Feel free to catch me at, uh, at the overhyped sleeper. And, uh, you know, if I don't look quite the same as I normally do, that's because yeah, my Baylor bears won the national championship. Uh, I totally forgot then. I totally forgot. That was going to be part of my intro, man. I got so distracted, dude. Congrats. That's huge. So that's yeah, you're, you're, you're going to see my, uh, my Twitter feed is a little bit full of Baylor propaganda and, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be that way for a week or so. And then I'll get back to normal. So, oh, well-deserved man. That's dude. That's a huge, you guys are like the New York giants of college basketball, man. Come on. Breeding that undefeated season, you know, taking down the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was pretty fun to beat, uh, the, Z the Zags. I really, really thought that was going to be a close game and, uh, it was, it just really wasn't. So, uh, it, it was as shocking to me as anybody. Now, congrats to you, man. I totally forgot about it. So um, I'm glad you brought it up before we closed it out. Cause I, you know, it's like you hang up the phone you're like, ah, I should have said, you know, that kind of thing. So I mean, you can, you can, you can see the gear right behind me here. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> there you go, Mr. Alum over there uh, of, of the new champs. And uh, we'll give a quick shout out to our boy Brian, Ty, Johnny Guerrero, Taco Core uh, in the chat tonight, just being super active with us. We appreciate you guys. And uh, we appreciate you guys tuning with us on the week, man. We, we, we keep trying to bring topics and bring shows that will help you guys be better in your leagues and, and, and you know, stay ahead of your uh, league mates, and we hope we're doing that. If if there's something we haven't touched on that you want us to hit on, let us know. We've got we've got a huge rookie draft, the ultimate rookie mock. Sorry that we're going to be doing at the end of the month, uh, kind of going into the FFPC rookie draft season. We're going to have a bunch of goodness on there for that. Uh, fully loaded show, and um, uh, man, we got a loaded guest list right now. I can't think off the top of my head, but I'll, you know what? I'll tweet it out for you guys. Make sure you tune in on the reg. We appreciate you guys. Press the subscribe button, that 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 like button. Press that thing if, if you appreciate uh, the show or any of the goodness we're giving. And, and we didn't do a good job tonight, Dan, with our with our partners, our sponsors. Uh, we mentioned them, but usually we, we do a little, you know, a little commercial action in the middle. So quick shout out. 
FFPC, myffpc.com, the best, literally the best site to play fantasy on. That's kind of what we stuck on tonight is uh, a league we're playing on there. They've got best ball, dinos. Re- they just launched the redrafts right now, early bird action to get in on the half milli and get some bonuses if you sign up for that. So check out the FFPC. Dynasty Depot, we talked talked about, man. If you're on the FFPC building rosters uh, or d- dynasty rosters like Theo, buying, selling, you can do all that on, on the Dynasty D- Depot this offseason. Make a little cash, a little a little profit that you can reinvest in your fantasy football portfolio. Am I right, Theo? Is that what you're? <laughs> that's how it's going on over there? Absolutely, absolutely. You got to keep it. You got to keep an eye on the depot. Nice, yep. nice. I love it. I love. I love. I love when you come in and show me a new a new orphan that you're looking to buy on the depot. Uh, and, guys, tonight was awesome. I, I, these these strategy talks are always my favorite uh, shows. Jordan, I mean, anytime you come on, it, it's just it's just like gold. It's just gold, man. I just I just love everything you bring to it. Uh, the personality, the knowledge, the whole deal. Theo, always a blast. Dan, love the flow. Love you as always. We'll talk about our next pick uh, coming up in in these startups. And uh, guys, we appreciate you as usual. We'll check you all on the later. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense (laughs) Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy These trades not for consignment, boy Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy This my advice, from me to you Open up your cute little podcast queue Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude Pop it in your ear, man, y'all know what to do It's the And I always be traded And I always be traded And I always be traded Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them Fish, fish.